Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybaitmadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. Hello, friends. I'm here today with Roger Price, who is a graduate of the University of Chicago Law School and the University of Michigan. Since retirement, he has concentrated on writing the Judaism and Science website, where he explores the interrelationship of Judaism and the, and the physical, biological, and social sciences. In the broader Jewish community, Price has taught at Hevra, a community of adult Jewish learners, the URJ Summer Learning Institute, BJE Chicago's Kickstart, Limud, and congregations around the country. Today, we're here to discuss his book, When Judaism Meets Science. And this fits in nicely to our year of learning about Judaism and science um, as, part of, uh, as part of our fellowship with um, Sinai and Synapsis. So uh, Roger Price, thank you for taking time to talk. Oh, it's my pleasure, happy to be here. So to jump right in, um, how is this book different from other Jewish books on the market on, of, of a related topic? Uh, my book explores the challenge that modern science presents to Judaism and by extension to the Jewish people. And we can start with the fact that in the Jewish community, there are very, very, very few books that address science. In the Christian community, they come out once a week. In the Jewish community, not so much. And the ones that I, I am familiar with, um, two issues, creation and evolution. Uh, my book addresses creation and evolution, but goes well beyond it. With respect to the Torah, uh, the book also talks about um, uh, the flood, patriarchal ages. It talks about um, uh, the plagues and the exodus. And it even addresses the traditional claim that the Torah we have received is the Torah that God gave Moses at Sinai. But then my book goes beyond that and addresses contemporary issues from abortion and allergies to vaccinations and violence with firearms. And then it peeks ahead to the future. And we talk about extraterrestrials and exoplanets and, uh, uh, and, artificial, and, and artificial intelligence and even the end of days. So the scope of my book is, is really unique. Very interesting. So you acknowledge in the book that uh, Jews throughout history have been challenged by, challenged by science in different ways. What's different this time? What's different now? Well, first of all, it's true that we've been challenged in the past. Uh, about 400 years ago, Copernicus and Galileo challenged us when they, point, when they showed us that we didn't live in a geocentric universe, that everything did not revolve around us. And 160 years ago, uh, Charles Darwin challenged us by showing that uh, species evolved by, the way, by way of natural selection uh, and that we and other apes share a common ancestor. What's different today is the scope and, and, and the reach and the rapidity of discoveries. So today we are reaching out into space. We have discovered 
planets circling stars far beyond our solar system, exoplanets. And we have discovered some of those planets are in the habitable zone of those star systems. So, so there is the possibility, perhaps, of finding life on other planets. And if we did that, that would be a new Genesis event. That would be startling and profound. And we've also looked inward to our own, to our own bodies. We've mapped the human genome. Um, we have shown genetically how, how right Darwin was. Um, these are remarkable events. And the second thing that's happened, not only is our science exploding, the second thing is we're different from the Jews pre-enlightenment. We're different from the Jews three generations ago. We live in an age of science. Most of us are well-educated. And most of us carry around in our pockets the knowledge of the universe. So if somebody says something that is not credible, we can check it out immediately. It's a profoundly different situation. And Judaism, to be resonant and credible, it has to be science consistent. Yeah. So, so you write that many things happen when Judaism meets science. Many things happen. Uh, what's, one of those, um, what's one of those that concerns you? I'll give you two sides of the same coin uh, to answer that question. There are some Jews who hear what science teaches that the universe is 13.8 billion years old, that our planet is 4.5 billion years old, that uh, life has evolved on Earth over 2 billion years, that the human species has evolved in the last two or 300,000 years. They hear those facts, they look at some of the Torah text, and they perceive there's a conflict. And by by virtue of how they've been trained, where they grow up, what their friends are telling them, they try to resolve that conflict by rejecting science. That's not good for them. It's not good for the Jewish community. There's only 14, 15 million of us on, on this planet. We can't afford to lose any Jews, and we certainly cannot afford to lose any Jews uh, because of their ignorance of science. On the other hand, there are some Jews who looked at same information uh, they look at the same Torah text, and they conclude that the stories that they're reading are not truthful. They're not good history. They're not good science. They're not even fiction. Some say they're fraud. And their resolution of that perceived conflict is they leave Judaism. That's not good for the Jewish people either. And so what we really need to do is we need to have more conversations like you and I are having right now. We need to have them at the congregational level. We need to have them at seminaries. We need to have them in Jewish studies programs. Uh, we just need to have more talk about what happens when Judaism meets science. Well, I couldn't agree more on the importance of this and, um, uh, and, and how integrated that can be into our Jewish communal educational agenda. So one last question for you, building off that. In your conversations with congregation, in your conversations with congregations or other Jewish communities, what what's one of the topics that tends to generate the most discussion? It it doesn't matter what denomination the congregation is. It doesn't matter whether it's a small congregation or a big congregation. The issue that generates the most discussion, the most energized discussion 
uh, and in, in some ways almost the most passionate discussion, is the chapter I wrote that's titled When a Jew Dried uh, Walks into Shul. And this imagined uh, uh, a robot shaped like a human, that'd be an android, and it's uploaded with all the literature and lore of the Jewish people. And the android has now become a Jew droid. And the android is contemplating all of this information and it realizes that being Jewish is more than knowing stuff. It's more than knowing history or literature. It's, it's more than knowing about prayers. It's more than knowing about theology. Judaism involves being Jewish, doing Jewish, and, and doing it with other Jews. And so the Jew drive decides it, it wants to be a member of a shul. And it goes into a shul and applies for membership. And the discussion then is what happens next. And as we all know, the Torah teaches dozens of times that we should welcome the stranger. We should respect the stranger. And the question before the congregation that I ask is, what do you do with the Jew droid? Do you welcome this stranger or is this stranger just a little bit too strange? And what we get into are sometimes relatively silly questions about the Jew droid not looking Jewish, but we know that there's no such thing as looking Jewish. You can be a Jew in any hue, any shape, any size. And then we get to the more profound questions, which is what does it mean to be made in the image of God? And what does it mean to really be Jewish? And what does it mean to be a congregation? Uh, and those questions, um, depending on how formal or informal the group is, but again, regardless of denomination, those questions just raise a, just, just provoke a great, great conversation. Yeah. Friends, just to contextualize that in the book, part one here is recognizing the challenge and opportunity. Part two is illuminating the past. Part three is relevance of the present. And then we get to part four, anticipating the future, which is where chapter 24 is, when a Jew droid walks into shul. And then part five is accepting the challenge, embracing the opportunity. I hope you'll check out When Judaism Meets Science. Roger Price, thank you so much.